to KSKQLP 94.9 FM in Ashland, Oregon. This is Scott Garriott, and you are listening to KSKQLP 94.9 FM, Ashland, Oregon, a project of the Multicultural Association of Southern Oregon. It's the Alternative Show with Trevor Thomas. Welcome to my show. I'm Trevor Thomas, and you're listening to KSKQ 94.9 FM, and this is The Alternative Show. Thank you very much for listening. How many people want to kick some ass? The Alternative Show is a show that plays old-time radio serials, a bunch of interesting music. Um, we talk about interesting topics. We, uh, we do skits, segments, and all kinds of different stuff. It's a variety show. Although today we're not doing a topic, we're doing something else instead, which uh, I will tell you about a little bit later. Before we do that, I'm going to play a song for you, Ain't No Reason by Brian Denon. And to get you in the mood for that, here's a wonderful quote from the movie... Austin Powers. My father was a relentlessly self-improving boulangerie owner from Belgium with low-grade narcolepsy and a penchant for buggery. My mother was a 15-year-old French prostitute named Chloe with webbed feet. My father would womanize, he would drink, he would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Sometimes he would accuse chestnuts of being lazy sort of general malaise that only the genius possess in the insane lament. My childhood was typical. Summers in Rangoon, luge lessons. In the spring, we'd make meat helmets. When I was insolent, I was placed in a burlap bag and beaten with reeds. Pretty standard, really. At the age of 12, I received my first scribe. At the age of 14, a Zoroastrian named Vilma ritualistically shaved my testicles. There really is nothing like a shorn scrotum. It's breathtaking. I suggest you try it. There ain't no reason things are this way. It's how they always been and they intend to stay. I can't explain why we live this way. We do it every day. Preachers on the podium speaking of saints. Prophets on the sidewalk begging for change. Old ladies laughing from the fire escape. Cursing my name. I got a basket full of lemons and they all taste the same. A window in a pigeon with a broken wing. You can spend your whole life working for something. Just to have it taken away. People walk around pushing back their desks Wearing paychecks like necklaces and bracelets Talking about nothing, not thinking about death Every little heartbeat, every little breath People walk a tightrope on a razor's edge Carrying their hurt and hatred and weapons It could be a bomb or a bullet or a pen Or a thought or a word or a sentence There ain't no reason things are this way how they always been and they intend to stay I don't know why I say the things I say But I say them anyway But love will come set me free Love will come set me free I do believe Love will come set me free Never change at all Keep on building prisons Gonna fill them all Keep on building bombs Gonna drop them all The wind blows wild And I may move But politicians lie And I am not fool You don't need no razor Nor a three-piece suit To argue the truth 
The air on my skin and the world under my toes Slavery stitched to the fabric of my clothes Chaos and commotion wherever I go Love I try to follow Love will come and set me free Set me free, I do believe Love will come set me free I know it will Love will come set me free yes. Ain't no reason things are this way Is how they always been and they intend to stay I can't explain why we live this way And welcome to Masterpiece Theatre with your friend Trevor Thomas. Today's book is Tech Lab by William Shatner. That's right, instead of doing a topic, I've decided to do a book. I'm going to read the first chapter of Tech Lab by William Shatner. And um, I'm going to set it to some awesome music. And by awesome, I mean ambient so hopefully you don't take that to uh, be any indication of the quality of the book that I'm about to read. i also try to do the voices to make it entertaining. And, uh, yeah, so that's what we're doing today. Chapter 1. The killer was carrying two weapons. One was a stun gun and the other a las gun. It was two weeks before Xmas, in the year 2120. In the narrow valleys and passways between the towering apartment complexes along the Seine and Paris, seasonal carols were being piped out of compact floating speakers, shaped like tiny golden-haired angels. The hour was close to midnight, and a thick fog was drifting in off the chill river. The small fluttering wings of the overhead angels were speckled with mist. A short, thin man of forty, staggering some, was making his way along one of the twisty, foggy lanes. His expensive suit was rumpled, and he kept one hand pressed against the damp, plas bricks of the nearest wall as he glanced around. On his pale, perspiring face, both anxiety and puzzlement showed. He appeared to be lost in the deserted passway, confused as to how to find his way home. He slowed his pace, feet shuffling. As he moved beneath one of the small, singing angels, its mechanism suddenly expired. Soon dying, it lost power and fell, hitting him on the left shoulder and then crashing to the damp pavement. The man, mumbling to himself, halted. Squatting, he attempted to pick up the fallen angel. His fingers missed on the first scoop, and, losing his balance, he went sprawling out on the ground. The killer appeared behind him, materializing out of the thick night fog. He was young, didn't look more than twenty-one or twenty-two, tall and lean. He had short-cropped hair, a bushy mustache, and dangling from his left ear was an earring fashioned from a Brazilian coin. He was dressed in a tattered, blood-stained uniform. It was the kind that had been worn by the United Nations Combat Forces during the Brazil Wars years ago. He carried the stun gun in his left hand, the las gun in his right. A small man became aware of him. He had been able to push himself up out of his sprawl and was attempting to stand. Grunting, he managed to struggle to his feet. He swayed, started to turn. The killer fired his stun gun. The man rose up on his toes, made a few broken, fluttering motions with his arms, then toppled forward. He hit the wet paving hard, face down. Easing slowly closer, the killer stood over the fallen man. He used his las gun now, very carefully and precisely, to inscribe a huge X on the body. That very efficiently chopped it into four chunks, 
Some of the spurting blood dotted the white wings of the broken angel. Some of it splashed across the toes of the killer's boots. Genuflecting beside the remains, he jerked a note out of a pocket in his ragged tunic. He fixed it to one of the pieces of the body, a left arm and part of the torso. The hand-printed note said, This is for Brazil. Signed, The Unknown Soldier. Jesus, observed Sid Gomez. Yeah, exactly, agreed Jake Cardigan. It was 13 days before Xmas, and an artificial snow was falling all across greater Los Angeles. Part of the seasonal special effects. Up in Tower 2 of the Cosmos Detective Agency, Walt Bascom, the chief had been showing a holographic simcast to Jake and his partner. The computer-generated projection was based on data gathered by the agency, plus information provided by various law enforcement agencies. Bascom, a modest-sized man of 56, was rocking in his lucite rocker a few feet from the now-empty oval projection stage. He was fiddling with something deep in the left-hand pocket of his coat, making more wrinkles and rumples in his already rumpled and wrinkled suit. What we've just seen, gentlemen, is a recreation of the slaying of our client's husband. He nodded toward where the simcast had unfolded. The earlier killings in this series also... Who's the client? Jake interrupted. Her name is Madeleine Bouchon. Bouchon. I will give you a file with all the background information available up to, to us up to this point. And her husband? He was Joseph Bouchon. A former French diplomat who was currently... But nobody actually saw Bouchon being killed. Jake was a good-looking man, just a year from being 50. He had a world-weary, weather-beaten look and sandy hair. What we just watched was really a computer's pipe dream. Well, partially, Jake, but there was somebody up in a window who got a glimpse of the murder as it was taking place. And they didn't bother to make any fuss or try to stop it? Gomez looked disgusted. Most people seeing a serial killer at work try to remain as unobtrusive as possible, remarked the agency's head. I might have ducked under something myself after getting a gander at this guy. This killing was brutal. Gomez, a curly-haired man some ten years younger than his partner, shrugged and settled back in his rubberoid chair. It's verdad, he conceded. This killing seems fit with the previous eight we've attributed to this murder, continued Bascom, rocking more slowly. They commenced a shade less than two months ago. The first one took place, appropriately enough, in Rio de Janeiro. And from there, the unknown soldier started moving across the world, following an itinerary that so far only he understands. Is it Panama, Manhattan, Lisbon, Madrid, and other choice locations? Gomez commented. Jake was leaning against a view-all, arms folded, his back to the false snowfall. From what I've heard, most cops around the world seem to think this pattern killer is a deranged veteran of the Brazil Wars. It's certainly plausible, said Bascom, since most of the victims, including Bouchon, had at least some sort of connection with those wars. This simulated killer we just got through watching is supposed to be based on that what few eyewitness accounts there are, right? Not only of this Leia's slain, but of some of the earlier ones, too. That's right, Jake. But the killer we saw can't be a vet, crazed or otherwise. The final Zill War ended nearly ten years ago. See, si, seconded Gomez, this unknown soldier we just viewed can't be much older than 22 or so. Didn't have any 12-year-old soldados down there. At least not on the UN side. Most law officials assume the man is extremely youthful for his age. None of the witnesses, keep in mind, got an up-close look at him. Jake shook his head. Something's not right. Indeed, Miss Bouchon is also of the opinion that certain aspects of her spouse's murder don't smell right, the agency had told him. She's offering us a handsome fee to prove that her late husband was not eliminated by the unknown soldier. Handsome enough to provide Jake and me with a bonus? inquired Gomez. Bascom studied the ceiling. Possibly, Sid, he replied eventually. At any rate, you two need to rush over to Paris right away and find out who really did kill Bouchon. We've got you booked to leave from the GLA Skyliner port tonight. Tonight? 
Jake was frowning. With a tricky case like this one and an... Oh, whoops. With a tricky case like this one and an extremely anxious client getting to the crime scene with alacrity scores big points. Sometimes bonus points. I figured we'd leave in the morning, said Jake. That way I can get up to Berkeley tonight to say goodbye to Beth Kittredge. I can depart for Paris tonight alone, amigo, offered Gomez. You can spend the night on fond farewells and join me over there mañana. Bascom had been tapping his fingertips slowly on the arm of his chair. Ever since you joined the outfit, Jake, I've tried to accommodate your personal life, he said. But you know, the Cosmos Detective Agency isn't primarily dedicated to rehabilitating troubled ex-cops who are trying to re rehabilitate themselves. No, you're right, said Jake. I don't want too many special favors. We'll both take off for Paris tonight, as scheduled. Bueno, Gomez said with a smile. And that is the end of Chapter 1 of Tech Lab by William Shatner. Let me read to you the back. Star Trek's William Shatner won widespread accounts as a acclaim as a major science fiction writer with his electrifying novels, Tech War and Tech Lords. Now he's back with his most harrowing adventure. Investigator Jake Cardigan enters the blasted ruins of 21st century London, searching for his missing son, invading the underground turf of the Tech Lords, and facing the unknown soldier, the ultimate serial killer of the future. That was the first chapter of Tech Lab by William Shatner. Now, I know what you must be thinking. William Shatner can't possibly be a good sci-fi writer. Well, in fact, you're wrong. Now, while he does use a lot of regular cliches in most sci-fi stories, his stories are actually quite good, and they break the mold in many different places. So if you're into sci-fi, I would check out some of these, most of which were written in the 80s and 90s, but they're still very, very good reads. Time machine, a magic wand, a globe made out of gold. No instructions or commandments. Laws of gravity or indecisions to uphold. Printed on the box I see. Acme's build a world to be. Take a chance, grab a piece. Help me to Starts now. Should there be people or people? Money, funny pedestals for fools who never pay. Raise your arm and choose your steeple. Don't 
And now it's time for a classic commercial break. From San Francisco comes... Right, a roly, the San Francisco treat. Right, a roly, the flavor can't be beat. One pan, no boiling, cooking ease. The flavor that is sure to please. Right, a roly, the Rice Aroni, the delicious break from potatoes, now in six fabulous flavors. One pan of boiling cooking ease, a flavor that is sure to please. Rice Aroni, the San Francisco treat. You're listening to KSKQ.org 94.9 FM, Ashland Community Radio. This is Maya Seligman. Tune into my show, Maya's Mix, to hear an eclectic lineup of songs united by their titles and lyrics with a new theme each week. Visit ksqq.org slash Maya to hear all the past show recordings, to offer song suggestions, and to join the Maya's Mix Facebook page. You can listen on Fridays, 2 to 3 p.m. for Maya's Mix Live, or on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. on KSKQ LP 94.9 FM. Don't want what, child? Well, it's been pretty clear that your coffee don't got zest appeal. I don't know. That's the secret ingredient in Erzot Brothers Coffee. Yeah, look here. A blend of the finest Brazilian soya beans, Chilean chicory nuts, and Spanish flies. Here, take this can home with you, Katie. The next morning... Mara! Coffee, Warden! Oh, I think I've had enough. Erzatz <laughs> <laughs> Brothers Coffee, the real one. Look for the can in the plain brown can. And now, Irrelevant News with Trevor Torres. Today's top story. Timers have been installed to prevent civil servants from spending any longer than 10 minutes in the toilet in the West Midlands in England. It's part of an efficiency effort where the timers turn off the lights in the john after 10 minutes. A spokeswoman for the government office defended their toilet light switches, insisting they save money and energy. And now some useless trivia. If you want to remember your dreams, write them down as soon as you wake up. Researchers have determined that 50% of dreams fade from memory after just 5 minutes awake and 90% after 10 minutes. Contrary to popular belief, spicy foods cannot cause ulcers. Spicy foods can aggravate an existing ulcer, but they won't create a new one. Ulcers are caused by bacterial infections. Major cities occupy only 2% of the total surface of the Earth, but they use approximately 74% of the world's resources. In January 2010, a British job center rejected an ad for a company looking for employees because the ad said that the applicants had to be very reliable and hardworking. A government official said the company could be sued for discriminating against unreliable people. And in other news... Sue Peel, a British woman, said her, hair, her set of heated hair rollers is still in perfect working condition after 40 years, or about 14,600 sessions. She received the Carmen Deluxe Rollers as a 21st birthday present in 1971, and they have held up to daily use ever since, leading the company to declare her the, the longest-lasting rollers created by Carmen. That's it for tonight's Irrelevant News, the only news that won't make your hair curl. This has been Irrelevant News with Trevor Thomas. Hello, I'm Dr. X. 
Every day I receive hundreds of letters, but I'm going to read this one because it's not a bill. Dear Dr. X, the strain of my husband's job as a bus stop is so great that we no longer are intimate together. I've heard that vitamin E can increase male potency, and even though I've been taking the stuff for months, Bob still hasn't touched me. Help me, I'm going sex crazy. And it's signed, illegibly, Dear, If it's an aphrodisiac you're looking for, we in the medical profession know for sure, probably, that there's only one that really works. Aspirin and Coke. And you can get them both at any Dr. X secondhand drugstore. Special this week, surgical surplus self-surgery set. Stainless steel, hard glass, or cold rubber. Suit yourself. I'm Dr. X, practicing medicine until I get it right. For the second best in drugs and sex, it's Dr. X secondhand drugstore. multiple choice answering machine message. No one can take your call at the moment because we are A. On another line B. Taking a meeting C. Doing lunch D. Being abducted by aliens or E. All of the above. If you chose either D or E, maybe it's time to lay off the supermarket tabloids. Here comes the tone. Hi, we're not in right now to take your call, but if you'd like to leave us a message, please press pound, press three, then dial your name, then press six and dial your number, then press star, press 69, ask for extension 4443, then leave your name and message. If you want to leave your number and the time you call, please press star twice, bark like a dog, spin in a circle. End of messages. To disconnect, press goodbye. Here's Arnold Brainduster, self-improvement expert who claims that his technique will give you a better memory in the time it takes your check to clear. Nice to meet you, Pete Bergman. Say you remembered my name. It's the name of my game, Bergman. That's an easy one, too. Berg, think of a hamburger, and man, that's a guy standing on top of one. Bergman, get it? Now, what about Pete? Pete? Pete who? I don't know a Pete. Pete me. Pete me? That's an unusual name. Is it Norwegian? Oh, just forget it. Oh, no, that's impossible with my system. It is? What? Uh, impossible. Oh, no, not with my system. Oh, no, no. Time for another example, Arnold. Arnold? Who's that? It's you. Oh, okay. Well, let's say you meet a really cute salesperson and you want to get to know her territory better. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's say her name is Dorothy Snowden, all right? Dorothy. What do you think of? Uh, shut the Dorothy. No, no, no. <laughs> no, Dorothy. Judy Garland and the Wizard of Oz, see? Oh, I see. Okay. Now, Snowden, you think of a big pile of snow on her head like a hat. Snowden. Snowed on, see? Then the next time you meet her, I don't care how many years later, you see this beautiful woman, you walk right up to her, you think of those images, and you say, well, if it isn't Toto Slushhead, oh just flew in from Kansas, huh? how's a little dog? Uh, I don't think she'll ever forget who you are. <laughs> right you are. Well, i got to be going. I've got to give a memory lecture downtown on, uh, uh, well, you know, it's that big building with a clock on it. Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter. I'm supposed to take one of those things uh, like a long car with doors that open on the side. Uh, well, perhaps you could help me out, Mr. Relishfoot. Relishfoot? Oh, yeah, my system. Every time I look at you, I see a guy standing on a hamburger. Well, sure, I'll help you out, Arnold. This way. Good. Thanks, Mr. McDonald. And now for something completely different. It was the face of a man, long since dead. The thin lips were drawn away from skull-like teeth. The cheeks were sunken and leathery. Dank black hair lay matted thinly on a baldish scalp the color of old parchment. 
a living corpse in the costume of a harlequin with a wide-muzzled gun and a jeering laugh that made the silence in the room crawl with menace. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> and now, the thrilling conclusion to the shadow, the murder underground.
was This Is Your Life by Switchfoot. Earlier, you heard some uh, other music. World by Five for Fighting, that I played at the end of doing the William Shatner book. And I've also played a number of different segments by Firesign Theater. The excerpts that you heard, Ursatz Brothers Coffee, Dr. X, and Brain Duster Memory School. This is our new segment, Best of YouTube, playing music that we've heard, covers of existing songs that we've heard on YouTube, and I think there's some really good stuff here. This one is the EOS replay cover by Legacy and Summer Breeze. Take a listen. At the mall with your friends I was scared to approach you But then you came closer Hoping you would give me a chance Who would ever do Then we would ever be born and friends When we were one Breaking all the rules You like a song playing again and again That girl Like something on a poster That girl Is a time we say That girl Is a gun to my poster She's running through my mind all day
That was Running Up That Hill by Placebo. It was a very atmospheric song. And before that, I played I'm Falling Away by Sprite. Actually, I don't know who it's by, but it's off of that one Sprite commercial. We're almost at the end of our show, but before we go, get out a pen and paper. It's time for Spell Speak. Spell Speak. If you can keep up, you will be able to decipher this very important message. Once you're done, be the first to email me this message at trevor at kskq.org and you'll get a 10% savings on your first project with Lightworks Media. Lightworks provides conscious marketing, video, web, and print design services to businesses worldwide. Go to www.lightwerxmedia.com for more info. If you need to hear this message again, this show will be up in the archive section at kskq.org later tonight. Are you ready? W-I-S-E-M-A-N-N-E-V-E-R-P-L-A-Y-L-E-A-P-F-R-O-G-W-I-T-H-U-N-I-C-O-R-N. Period. I'll do it one more time, a little bit faster. W-I-S-E-M-A-N-N-E-V-E-R-P-L-A-Y-L-E-A-P-F-R-O-G-W-I-T-H-U-N-I-C-O-R-N. Period. Every once in a while I get a song stuck in my head that I have to play over and over again. Today, that song is Peach Plum Pear by Joanna Newsom, which I first heard on Maya's Mix here on KSKQ.org. And I'll be playing that after the closing. Coming up at 8 is Whistling in the Dark. If you have feedback or suggestions or just want to say hi, send me a message at trevor at KSKQ.org or go to thealternativeradioshow.com for our past show archive and to listen to some of our past skits and segments, subscribe to our podcast, or join our Facebook page. You can listen to our show every Tuesday at 7 on KSKQ.org 94.9 FM. So tune in next time when you'll hear Mr. T say, A pity the fool who does not accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Accept him into your hearts. Or I'll come down there and I'll bust some heads. And that's the last word. been listening to The Alternative Show, which would not be possible without substantial donations from Anna Septic, created by Aaron Tires, with producer Terry Clock and studio engineers Ida Ho and Randy Peters. Special thanks to Howie Kisses, Ty Marks, and my good friend Richard Feed, patent lawyer Meg O'Tan, Mary Kay cosmetic saleswoman Doris Clove, and of course Al Gore for inventing the internet, without which this nearly live streaming broadcast would not be possible. All celebrity voices are impersonated unless stated otherwise during the show, which is broadcast live on location at Walt Disney's Tomorrowland theme park in Disneyland, France. Où est la piscine dans les Disneyland Resort? C'est plus bon, magnifique! Featuring the host with the most, Trevor S. Thomas, and yours truly, Alan Wren. You're listening to KSKQ 94.9 FM, Ashland Radio, a product of the Multicultural Association of Oregon. Thank you, and good night.
KQ LP 94.9 FM in Ashland, Oregon. And let's do a little quick little break and then we'll be right back with Whistling in the Dark. <laughs> 